Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 21 of The Wiles of Satan by Williams Burstow. Antidote 8. The eighth scripture antidote is sincerity of heart, which many understand by the girdle of truth spoken of in Ephesians 6.14. Truth in its latitude is by some understood in this place, but I shall propose it in a double consideration. First, doctrinal. And so, truth implies a conformity in our understanding to the will and mind of God. Truth in general, is nothing but the conformity of one thing to another, whereof one is the sampler and the other the exemplification. The sampler, or pattern, is God, and the mind of God is his word. And unto that ought everyone to have their judgment and understanding so conformed as to agree with it and not admit other impressions that are different from the word of God. Thus in scripture we are warned not to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, Ephesians 4.14, and to hold fast the pattern of wholesome words, 2 Timothy 1.13. Truth may also be morally considered as it is opposed to hypocrisy. And so, it is the correspondence of our outward actions to our inward affections. For as our inward affections must have their stamp from God, so must they endeavor to print their true stamp upon our actions. The seed that is sown in the ground bears the like seed above ground and the fruit is not unlike the tree. No more should we, in our morality, sustain one person in our bosom and another in our countenance. This Aquinas calls simplicity. Chrysolius refers simplicity to the topic of truth from which it is only rationally distinguished and informs us that it is called simplicity because it does not tend to diverse things, as inwardly to intend one thing when outwardly it pretends another. Thus, the scripture holds forth in Joshua twenty four fourteen, Fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Psalm 51, 6, Thou lovest truth in the inward man. Now, as both these branches are included in this girdle of truth, so they are both necessary to withstand the wiles of the tempter. Get your judgments settled in the knowledge of the truth so as not to be removed from it as the Galatians were. Galatians 1.6 For it is the method of Satan to hold forth false 
doctrines in the similitude of divine truths by which he deceives the eyes of their judgments who are unstable in the ways of God. He begins in the judgment that is first corrupted and then derives its contagion to other faculties. As the bloodshot eye is first vitiated and then represents all objects of its own color, be sure, therefore, to keep your judgment sound. Oh, into what an abyss of error will corrupt principles in the understanding lead men into. But then labor also for sincerity and uprightness of heart, which alone works constancy and perseverance. Let there be no hypocrisy in your profession of religion. Labor to be Nathaniel's and Jacob's. Get this in opposition to double-mindedness. Diversity of interests will make the mind unstable in all its actions. A double-minded man, said the Apostle James, is unstable in all his ways, like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro. But when the heart is sincere and single in the ways of God, when a man with a single eye looks at God and his glory, he is greatly secured against Satan. Satan cannot do with him as he does with another man. This girdle of truth is his ornament and his strength. Antidote 9, I will here lay down one general rule or antidote drawn from war. Those who write about rules and matters of war give this as general counsel. Whatever is profitable to the enemy is hurtful to you, and whatever is profitable to you is hurtful to your enemy. For his gain is our loss, his rise our fall, his honor our shame, and his help our hindrance. Therefore, study with yourselves what that may advantage Satan in any way, and be sure that it is hurtful for you. And if there is anything profitable to you that is hurtful to Satan, such as prayer, meditation, heavenly meditation, converse with promises, society with the saints, all these, many others like them, it must be good for us because it is detrimental to Satan. Antidote 10. As a powerful antidote against Satan's temptations, haven't I often to scripture encouragements? The war into which a Christian has entered, who wrestles with the prince and powers of darkness, is a fierce war. But you are not without encouragements in this war. If your enemy is great, God has furnished you with good armor. Put on, then, the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6.13. It is called God's armor because it is made by God. The Hebrew usually puts the name of God on things to note the excellence of them. No weapons will serve to fight against the devil but God's. Nothing 
will make you shot free, but the armor of God. Now, as your encouragement is in having this armor, so your safety lies in putting on all of it. It all has the same maker. It is all the same metal, not like Nebuchadnezzar's image where the head was gold and the breast was silver. All is equally precious and all equally useful. Therefore, put on your armor. If your enemy is subtle, you have an expert captain. If the brunt and conflict is hard, look often to the cross that is promised. James 1.12 Will not a crown make a full recompense? Bernard said, If here we are victorious, there we shall be glorious, having instead of a helmet a diadem, for a sword a palm, for a shield a cloak, or mantle wrought with gold, for the breastplate the robe of delight. And is it not in the meantime better to be kept low than utterly ruined? Is it not better to bear the weight of our armor than feel the fiery darts of the malignant one? If you dread, because Satan is a fiery serpent, remember that Jesus Christ is that brazen serpent who can heal all his stings. If you are afraid of his roaring because he is a devouring and roaring lion, remember that Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is a lion for valor, as the other one is a lion for cruelty. You have then three great encouragements. Your captain is stronger, your armor is better, and your reward is excellent and glorious. And therefore, when you think the pressure is hard and the fight bloody, remember these things which used to encourage other soldiers and should much more encourage Christian soldiers. Now, do not lay up these antidotes on a piece of paper as you usually do with antidotes that are prescribed by a physician that you will use when you please. But use these continually. Have them near you in readiness. Satan is always tempting. He always has fiery darts about him, though he does not throw them. He is always biting at the heel. Therefore, be always ready to make resistance. And do not think that these things are useful in times of great trial, but not now. This is a while of Satan to keep you from profiting. And therefore, look on what has been said as a call from heaven to awaken you to diligence in your Christian warfare and to resist him who has many devices to destroy you and who abounds in all subtlety and industry to bring his devices to pass. That was our last episode of The Wiles of Satan by William Spurstow. Next, we will read The Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead, a great 
Puritan Classic. I hope you can join. <laughs>